Hello everyone and welcome to the Dr. Y podcast. We're back and um, we're here with episode one. This is a after show for Doctor Who Flux Series 13. And I'm saying that for a very specific reason because Chris will get into why that annoys him. But Doctor yes. Who Flux Series yeah. 13. Here is, is with me today is the Angry Pacifist, also known as Chris. Uh, Hi. I'm uh, Lemon, also known as Ben. Uh, and we'll get into, we'll get into it. Straight up, let's just, let's just start Chris with... with why that naming pissed you off <laughs> yeah it's gonna sound so dumb like it like it sounded dumb to you bam um yeah. but like uh, the way that it was written on the guide um the, on the tv guide was it was called doctor who flux as if that was the name of the show but the show is called doctor who it should have been doctor who series 13 flux not doctor who flux series 13 because otherwise, it's a completely different show to everything we've gone we've seen before, because okay. it's a different name. Like okay. it's not Doctor Who anymore. <sighs> so let's get right into it, Chris. Let's go right. We're gonna go just straight into it. We're gonna the way we're gonna do this is we're gonna go through the episodes. I wrote the notes down in paragraphs based on the each scenes that happened. So we're gonna go through it and just talk about it. Yeah. So this is the first episode of Doctor Who Series 13, Doctor Who Flux. Um, mm. The episode is titled, I Forget. <laughs> That's not what it's titled, I Forget. The Halloween what? Apocalypse. The Halloween Apocalypse, there we go. Does, the, does that really fit, does, does that really fit well, for what the it, actually no, happened? No, it should have been called The Flux. <laughs> That's what the episode should have been called, The Flux. That's it. So, yeah. the episode starts with a black screen. Um, the Doctor and I are having a conversation... I like I like I like yeah. all my scripts start with a black screen because I think it's really cool. <laughs> um, uh, um, he has another doctor upside down in this like floating yeah. foot clamp thing, and this alien with this like just this, this, this somehow this accent, but <laughs> this alien is just telling the doctor and Yaz, "Oh, you aren't gonna get me. I'm far away from you guys. What are you gonna do, dickheads?" And the doctor goes, "Well, hey Yaz, remember when we did that like." Acrobatics thing. Yeah, let's just do that. Three, two, yeah! Oh, the circus. Oh, the circus. So what I wrote down in my notes is starts with a black screen and that scene yeah. of, of and that scene of them upside down. I wrote nice start. Cause I actually do like in media yeah. starts. I like I like that start. The show just turned into a lot of exposition. A lot. They just yeah. said, This is why we're here. This is who we're looking for. Yeah, yeah. Th- this is why we're stuck here. Remember when we did this one thing with really bad... Ju- it just was a lot of exposition. I literally wrote down two... two oh, I, I wrote it wrong, in fact. I said two exposition in the upside down bit. I meant to put too much exposi- exposition. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll, we'll, get, we'll get into it at the end, but like, there, there was too much exposition at the end. They, they literally give you this really cool star. It's punchy, I like it. And then they're like... We're gonna yeah. have Yaz and the Doctor talk while this thing is meant to be like this really like this this disc. What do they call it? Or something the, the laser disc or the flying disc or something. Yeah. Those things are shooting at the Doctor. And they're just having a conversation. They're like, "Yeah, um, so how's your day been, Yaz? Oh, it's been good, Doctor. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, this thing's shooting us. Don't worry about it. <laughs> just worry about it. I'm gonna keep saying yeah. uncuff to my handcuffs, which is also oh. that was not funny. Um. Yeah. I I did I did um I was um. I was re-editing Star Wars Attack of the Clones earlier, um, just because I felt like it. And I have to say that um, the the, sho- the 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 shooty droid flying thing is just like something out of Star Wars. But 
because of the background, it looked really fake. I felt the background in that scene looked really wrong. There's a lot of Star Wars references in this episode. There was. Um, we'll get into but it, Yeah, but the background, like, it, like it's a cool background. It's something different. But when you put CGI, when you put something that's CGI mm-hmm. into that background, it just looks so wrong. I agree. I you, agree. Yeah. I, I understand completely what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, um, there was something that I, um, you know, the, the, the villain guy, he said that, oh, you know, I'm going to the end of the world. I'm going. That's what I'm going to do. That's where I'm going right now. Um, I'm well, going in the to hologram. watch that. In the hologram, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the doctor's like, the doctor's completely shocked at this high idea that, you know, it's the end of the world. And I'm thinking, well, technically, you know, because because there's no context mm-hmm. to what that guy that guy said, it could just be that he's talking about the episode, the end, of, the end of the world from series one. Like, he could just be going to Satellite 5. Like, he could be. <laughs> um, there was a joke um, when the whole Yaz and Doctor were doing the whole, like, uncuff thing. The one yeah. thing that Jodie Thorter said was, like, maybe I said this when I was um, Scottish. And I was, it was a callback yeah. to Capaldi, yeah. and that made me laugh. I was like, okay, that was, that was a good line. That was, actually, that was funny. A couple of references to that. Like, um, later on, there was this bit where... Um, uh, the doctor was like, "Oh, I used to be a ball boy." Yeah, <laughs> that's stuff I like because it 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 reminds yeah. me that this is the same character, and yeah. and 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 it, and it brings me out to like, but it also makes me go like, "What if Capaldi was in this scene?" <laughs> oh yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, um, I like the start of this cold open, but then yeah, I didn't by the end of it because it felt it it just felt off. Um, there's this whole story I'm going on with the TARDIS, which is. It, it, it... If you're gonna do a cold open like that, you need to do a flashback to explain how they got there, in my opinion, instead of doing exposition. I feel like it should, yeah. If they had a flashback right after the, the titles, mm. right, explaining mm. how they got to that position and then went to that little past bit with the guys, I, I don't, I, I don't yeah. know what that's leading to. But if they did that, that probably would have flowed a bit better. But I wrote down here, strange cold open, but it made me really want Yaz and the Doctor um, by themselves. Like I, it really made me like if Yaz was just the Doctor's companion, but it would be really cool because yeah. also later on there's a cool dynamic that's going on with the Doctor and Yaz, where they're butting yeah. heads at times, and I'm like, Yaz is getting character. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's what like, the... <laughs> like you you never really see any of Chibnall's work when he's only like writing one companion. So if you think about it, you've got forty two, which has got loads of characters. You've got the Silurian two parter, which has got. Again, loads of side characters. Power three has got like Amy Nori and um, Rory's dad, and then um, and then like all of like all of series eleven and twelve has had um, like the main you know um, you've had Yaz, Ryan, and Graham, and then in the New Year's special you had Captain Jack in it. So this was like even if it was just sort of like the first twenty five minutes, it was really good to see how Tibnall writes. Um, a single companion, and especially and Torchwood as well. You know, in Torchwood, you've got the whole team as well. So this is really is the first time that we've seen Chibnall write for more than, um, you know, more more. You know, sorry, less than two companions. We've seen him write for less than two companions, which is really interesting. Yeah, I do think I do. Th- I really th- I'm like. When we go to the introduction of, of Dan, there's a, thing, a few things I want to talk about Dan. 
um and john bishop especially but um we will we'll get to that when we get to it but i do feel like if chibnall just had one companion for his run it it mm. probably would have been like i probably would have liked it a lot more because i feel like chibnall's yeah. better at having this duo dynamic than he is mm. trying to have an ensemble yeah um, but yeah um the titles happen after this the guys and the doctor go the guys and the doctor Sorry. go to the tardis Oh. Wait, one, one last thing. Why was there a net in the TARDIS? Because apparently, like, how did the TARDIS it was, know that, that was going to happen? I, I think it was their plan to do that, but I don't know how it was their plan to do that when it came up. Yeah. Like they didn't know they were going to do. Don't even ask. Maybe, yeah. the, maybe the TARDIS materialized one because, like, oh, the Doctor needs. I don't know. I don't know. The TARDIS. There's mm. a lot of stuff going with the TARDIS, so maybe the rooms were like glitching. Who knows? Um, yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, yeah. So they they, they, they so as Chris was explaining with the with the, with the trampoline, they basically they the thing that they were attached to, which is hovering, they jump up onto it and it kind of breaks in half. So the Doctor and the Yaz are on each on like their own half of this mm. structure. So Yaz sees the TARDIS and says, "Doctor, we should like let go so we can fly into the TARDIS." The Doctor goes, "Count us down." Now they both fly on into the TARDIS. The TARDIS doors open automatically and they land on a trampoline and then slide into a bed together. Hmm, yeah. Chibnall. Chip, no, we know what you're doing. <laughs> but then, yeah, they, they, they land and slide into a bed together. And the doctor's like, well, we're going to chase after that guy. And then there's a, like, a jump back. No, no, no. That's not how, that doesn't happen yet. That doesn't happen yet. But yeah, they they they, they fly this thing and then it opens to the titles. Something about the title sequence that I noticed they changed is that with the series 11 and 12, they had the... They had like the name of the the episode, and beneath you know, it was the name of the writer and the name of the director. But this time, they put the name of the director in the main title sequence after the cast, which I thought was like really really stupid. You, you probably didn't realize. You probably didn't know the director's was, name I, anyway. I wasn't even looking at the main. I saw I saw it the same. I was like, I'm not looking anymore. I'm writing my notes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. Okay. Um. But probably no, they put because the, they have uh, one less cast member, so they had like we need to fill that. Oh slot. yeah, maybe. Maybe so like, so like we'll put a it, it just looks so stupid, and and it and it ruins something that I actually liked from you know series eleven that they started in series eleven. So that annoyed me a lot. They could have done they could have done what they did like in like series um two or two and three and stuff, but they just made the name stay there for longer. Like they could just yeah, have that. They um. With the Capaldio, they they changed the entire title se- sequence around to fit a third a third name in for series ten. Just yeah. do that. Just change it around. Nah, no, nah, no, no, BBC is not that budget. And let's go. Um, so then, so then we come back, and there's a jump back in time. There's these two guys. I've not. They're talking about a tunnel being dug. I really yeah. was not interested in this at all. I no, literally I... wrote, "Jump back in time feels off. Not really interested right now." That's the, the, what I wrote. Do you have any the, idea what happened? The only thing that I wrote was Scottish McScrooge. <laughs> <laughs> Scottish McScrooge. Ah! Um, but I'm assuming because this is a whole long story, that, that will def- it will definitely come back to that at a, lot, a later point. Um, but yeah, there's these two guys back in time. They're having an argument about this guy's part, like excavation plans. I think it is. And then they're like, yeah, I think I, I think it was sort of like. Um... It was like in um, Crimson Horror where there's like a, a town around the company mm. and everyone in the town works at the company kind of thing. And, um, and yeah, they, yeah, they were digging something. They were doing mining or something. Yeah. 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 Um, 
that 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 is what it was. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll find out later on what was going on with that. Yeah, we will. <laughs> we probably will. Then we jump to Dan. He's in the Liverpool Museum. He's a tour guide until it's revealed he's not a tour guide. He's just a guy yeah, who I wants was... to be a tour guide. I was going to say that um, I was going to write down like you don't just stop a tour guide halfway through. Like he, he, he doesn't understand how it works. And obviously he tricked me. Yeah, I was like, what's going on here? <laughs> just let him do his tour. And then, and then I was like, I know what's going on. And then she said, you don't actually you work stop. here, Dan. You can stop for a couple of seconds, but you don't tell people just to, to, to look around the museum themselves. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, but yeah, this girl he's dating, yeah. she, has, she has one arm. Um, she, it reminds me yeah. from... It reminds you, me, I didn't notice that. I didn't notice that until, I, until like they did like a third round show. And I was like, oh, she's got one arm. Oh, I was probably writing something down at that point. Maybe, <laughs> but yeah, um, Dan, I wrote here, seems pretty nice. He seems like a nice stand-up dude, yeah. right? No, uh, Dan, Dan's accent did annoy me at the start, though. I think it was just sort of the the first time hearing a hearing a Liverpool accent in Doctor Who just kind of mm. took me, you know, off guard. But yeah, Dan is talking to this lady, and I think her name is Claire. Um, yeah, yeah. No, no, Claire's the other one. That's someone else. No, no, this is um. Dan, I don't, I don't Diane, Diane, that's her name. It's Diane. Yeah, that was, yeah. Um, Dan is talking to Diane, <laughs> Dan and Diane, mm-hmm. uh, and they basically set up a date. Um, Dan's like, I'll pick oh. you up, and she's like, a date, date. Yeah, is it a date, date? No, 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 no. It's just, a, just a, you know, it's like, it's the most annoying line in anything. And like, as a writer, like, like as like, if you've if you've ever watched anything on TV that's had that line in it. As a writer, it's your duty to not write that ever. <laughs> I know. If I was writing a script, I'd just write awkward silence, <laughs> and I just, and then there was silence. So it could be, it'll be like, let's go on that date. Yeah, sure. Um. Yeah, yeah, cool. So I'll see you. There. Yeah, I'll see you there. Cool. Yeah, let's get it. That's yeah, how yeah. I would do it. Instead of going, oh, yeah. that date, date. No, 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 not date, date. So you mean a normal? No, no, no. Just hang it. I hate when they do that. It's, it's the same kind of thing as when people go, um, oh, I don't like like. You know, I like you. I don't like like you. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. It says Dan need. It sets up Dan needing to go meet this woman later on um, because they set up a date. Then we go back to the TARDIS. Yaz and the Doctor are 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 are, are flying. Right, they're ch- chasing after this 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 this, this figure that was in the hologram in the episode. Then boom, randomly something just connects to the Doctor. The Doctor goes, oh, "What's going on?" And it, I'm right here. Randomly, someone connects to the Doctor. Question mark. Question mark. Question mark. Question mark. This is moving really fast. <laughs> this is moving really fast. We were yeah. like four yeah. minutes into the episode. They didn't really give us time to breathe. It's like here's Dan, now here's the new villain. And I was like, okay. Like... Yeah, I did. I, I, I immediately at the end of this scene that we're talking about now, I, I wrote jumps around too much. Yeah. Um. So 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 this, there's one thing I really know about the scene. So there is I don't know the guy's name. It's like Scaravarian or some shit. I don't know. Um. I don't. I don't know his name. <laughs> I will probably learn it by like next episode when I rewatch this yeah. again. Um, but like, there was this you, guy. This. Yeah, because I would need to understand what's going on. There's this, this this guy who's like force fielded around the structure behind him, and then these two like space oh, police. Yeah. They teleport mm. in, 
and immediately one of the ladies go whatever you do don't talk to him don't look him don't do what he says and then like a minute later she talks to him and i'm like oh my god what are you follow your own rules what the fuck then he somehow burns her from the inside turns into electro and escapes what is going on yeah Yeah, um that explosion was too funny and then the cga spikes (laughs) i don't get so 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 he's like i've been planning this all along can you tell us what the plan was how does this work like actually like Chibnall, yeah. can you tell us how this actually works so I can have it in my mind, right? In case this has come up later. I'm like, Dodrosa goes, I actually stopped this by doing this. Like that would be a cool setup. But no, it just burns her from the inside. I don't know how. Also, why if he could do that so easily, why didn't he do that already? Yeah. But do you even need this do you even need the flux at that point? Like you just, you're already you OP, just... bro. You could just burn people from the inside. Like later yeah. on in the episode, a guy touches a lamp and he burns from the inside. What's going on? Yeah. Um, then we cut back to the TARDIS where there seems to be some black goo looking from the TARDIS crystal. Yeah, it's Venom. <laughs> we are the arsehole. Um, but it's like, but like, yeah. Where's Toby Grace? <laughs> where's Tom Hardy? Where is he? Um, but like, yeah, there is, there is black goo leaking from the, what's it called? The, the TARDIS crystal. The Doctor it's, scans yeah. it with her screwdriver and Yaz goes, what is it? And the Doctor goes, it's nothing. Obviously lying. Like, it's so yeah. blatant that the Doctor's lying. So that that's yeah. probably... Because there's also a lot of weird stuff that goes on with the TARDIS later on. So this is probably going to come back in some way or maybe not oh, yeah, because that, it's Chibnall. That's, <laughs> so, probably what, that's probably what it's supposed to be. That's probably what's messing with the TARDIS. I think, like, something just broke in the TARDIS. Like, yeah. the Doctor just said, I'm, I'm not going to fix the TARDIS. Like, I don't care. <laughs> like... The Doctor and Yaz are like, oh, you know, it's Halloween, and you know, we, people are going to be trick or treating. And I was think, I was, I wrote down, why is that a big deal when you don't know anything yet? <laughs> true, true. Maybe Yaz was like, Doctor, we could wear costumes, and the Doctor's like, no. <laughs> what, what are you talking about? We're trying to hunt down a guy who nearly killed us. We nearly put us an ass. What are you talking about costumes? It wasn't a costume. She was just as the doctor. I hate you. <laughs> if the doctor went to Comic Con, the doctor would be just as the doctor. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we cut to the scene where it, it's the scene that's shown in the like early the early scene shown of Dan before the the the, the series oh, started. The New Year thing. But Dan is giving the kids a sweet. Well, I, well, I, I um, think it's because he's like a single guy. He he's like really he's like socially awkward. He's never had kids of his own to really know how to talk to them. But I don't it, it think did that's, come I don't think he's socially awkward. I just think that John Bishop doesn't have good facial reactions. Um, <laughs> like he doesn't have a lot of facial range. Um, no, he doesn't. no, I do. I do think that the lottery joke was quite funny though. There's a lot of um, jokes with Dan that makes me laugh. <laughs> Yeah, a... because he's a comedian. Yeah. Dan, Dan makes me laugh. I was, I was sat there going, I like Dan. He's funny. <laughs> he's he's yeah. a funny guy. Um, so yeah, um, then, uh, so Dan's going through his house. He's looking at stuff. And then randomly, a big blue lightsaber axe smashes through the door. And it's, guess what? It's the monster that the doctor's chasing, the Lupari. But we find out that the Lupari is actually the dog thing. Right, the 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 the, yeah, the dog the thing, the, that looks like Chewbacca, right? The Chewbacca yeah. dog, 
and it's and and you know that they did Chewbacca for, for on purpose because they do a Star Wars joke with Jedi mind tricks. The do, the dog goes up to Dan and goes, I think it's like you will come with me. It's like you're trying to do Jedi mind trick, and Dan's like, "Oh, mate, what are you yeah. doing?" He says he says one line that that literally killed me. I started laughing. Um, I wrote down the line. It says, um, they start they start they start getting angry at each other, right? Um. Dan goes and shocks his face and shocks his nose and goes, "Well, you can't, you can't do that to me." And then Dan goes, "Get back to your mom!" Like, oh my god! Never talk of my mother. <laughs> that was funny to me. That was actually funny. He just shoots and goes, "Don't, don't talk know, about my like, mother." How do we? How do we even know that that race of beings have mothers in the same way that we have mothers? Because we're like, humans. We put our uh, our culture onto everything else the, the time lords don't have a concept of gender but we go that's a female doctor like it's what's going on yeah. here <laughs> like it's it's it is what it is um yeah but yeah i found that really funny where it's like get back to your mom <laughs> and i was like oh my god but like, it was funny and then we cut to the tardis um it's landed outside of dan's house the doctor is scanning um, around that's when the doctor says from um the football stadium yeah she's talking about being a, a, a ball boy um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, they go, they go into, they did the Doctor Sonic screwdrivers around, and yeah, um, follows traces they, of um, laptop, they? yeah, yeah, this is the part, yeah. So they they, they follow tra- they follow around Sonic screwdrivers, and they basically are following extraterrestrial like signatures, right? They find mm. um, Dan, well, not Dan, but they find this empty apartment. This is like square on the floor. The Doctor licks it and thinks out what it is and what weapon was used, and this was the Lupari. The Lupari was here. So, the doctor's like, I'm going to try to find a Lupari ship. So, I'm going to use this laptop here. Um, I'm going to use the laptop here. And then she literally says... Yeah, but there's she... no point screwing to the TV because you can, you can see and Yaz can both see the laptop screen very clearly. And also, they specific, she specifically says this line, right? I, um, the, 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 the ship is shielded against detection. And then she instantly detects the ship. I'm like, mm. ha- huh? Yeah. Uh-huh. There was this. There was this weird, like, focus change in the yeah. middle of the scene. It's so disgusting. Like the, the change, like the focus change, and then the whole scene stretched. It's like, yeah, what's going on here? It's, it's, it's so wrong. Um, but yeah, they they find a laptop, and then the doctor kind of goes like, "Boy, how does how do they go to the next bit?" Because then apparently the laptop was not Dan's laptop; it was a laptop left by Dudupari. <laughs> They ran. They ran outside the house, and then the house shrunk. Yes, because uh, yeah, no, yeah, no. They they ran outside, and the carbonista was there, and they were talking to the carbonista for a bit. The the dog. They, they were talking to the dog creature for a bit, and then the dog creature sh- um, shrunk the house. Ah, yeah, yeah. So they yeah. Shrunk, they shrunk the house because the idea is that the the, the dog tree. No, no, no. They don't. They weren't talking to the dog creature. The the sonic screwdriver detected that there was something wrong. I think. And then they're like, then Yaz and the Doctor both had a moment where they're like, it's not his laptop. And then they ran out, right? Yeah, then they ran out and they bumped into the dog creature outside. Yeah. No, as I, I, I just think you remember the dog being outside, like that row of houses outside. That didn't and that happen. Was the been. That didn't happen because it was later on. If I'm right, you better apologize to me next I'll episode. I'll apologize next episode, but we'll check. Um... Uh, we'll check after this recording, but I do not remember that. I remember they run out the side, and then the 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 the, the thing shrank, and then there was a little gap from the next door neighbor's toilet that was lost. Yeah, and the doctor was like, "Sorry." Um, <laughs> but like, wouldn't the whole row of houses like fall apart? Because each house has like has like a stru- has like um 
has like a structure to it that like gives the whole row stability. So if one house goes, they all go, unless it's on the end. I no idea, <laughs> no idea. Sure. Um, so they miniaturized the house. Um, because the laptop was a trap set by the Dupari, um, the dog monster, mm. and then we cut to Dan and Dupari. Uh, in the in the, oh, in the no, spaceship. No, don't no, don't we cut to the? I might I might be going ahead, but don't we cut to the? Um... Oh no no you are getting no you are getting ahead. There, the man and the woman. No yeah you no, you're, def- you're definitely you're definitely cutting ahead. That's very much ahead. Um, <laughs> you <laughs> I think you just skipped a whole. I we'll get through. So yeah, Dan and the, the Dan and uh, Dan is with the alien and they're talking. This is what this feels like that the, the, the aliens put Dan in a dog cage. Um, Dan is is kind of big balling the alien, just like, yeah, you're not gonna do anything. You're not gonna kill me because if you did, you would have killed me in my kitchen. And the alien's like, oh shit, yeah, I would have. Ah, fuck. I'm yeah, but, but like he says that, but then like two minutes ago, he was really dumb and he was like, oh, we're in, are we in space? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, how do you so quickly, like, compose yourself? And this scene, um. Should a John Bishop is not the best actor. Um, no. he this is where I'm talking about. I think he showed that in the, in the first scene, to be honest. This is the scene that really showed that he doesn't to me that he doesn't really have the facial range, like, no. he's not really emotive in the face. He's really much like, Whoa, he's he's, he's very much like Ryan, <laughs> yeah, he he's very much like, Well, doctor, Vinda is unless I get to Vinda because Vinda just what this is where I'm like, there's so much shit going on. So that scene happens. Then we cut mm. back to Yaz and the Doctor in the TARDIS. This yeah. is where the Doctor is like, I need to scan my brain because something in, like, the, my brain's been glitching. And Yaz goes, what do you mean glitching? Tell me, Doctor. The Doctor goes, don't worry about it. Yaz goes, what the we fuck? Tell a, me, Doctor. <laughs> we had a few lines at the start of that scene, which was clearly just jargon. Just clearly just, you know, let's just speak nonsense really quickly so we, you know, so we look like we know what we're talking about. Techno babble. Yeah, Technobabble, but like once the doctor got on the console, I actually started to get like interested. Like when mm-hmm. like when they were talking about the glitch and like the MOT and stuff, I I actually thought that was really well written. That uh, me too, because yeah. I was like, this yeah. is, this, I literally wrote in all caps. Yad actually having character. No, sorry, Yad actually having character and talking to the doctor. What? All right, I was like, because yeah. they actually. Because this is a, this is the scene where they really butt heads here. The doctor's trying to scan her brain because of. The, the 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 guy the the the, the crystal guy we're gonna call him, right? Because I actually need to remember his name. Um, invading the doctor's mind, and the doctor is very yeah. much in control of her own body. So she's like, "What the fuck? I need to see what's happening here." Um, this is where they also I think this is where they also showed that the tar- the TARDIS is also being really weird and having like two doors and shit. Um. Oh yeah, when when the when the door like is like curved up uh, um initially, like it's in the right place, but it's it's sort of. Leaning to one side, and before they went yeah. into the TARDIS, there was a character which, from the from the Doctor and Yaz's future and her past, who meets the yes. Doctor. She's that, called that Claire. Was, yeah. yeah, She and she them goes really... like, "Hey, Doctor, Doctor, I didn't know you're here." And the Doctor goes, "Who the fuck are you?" And she goes, "Uh, I'm Claire. Uh, I, you, I, 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 you're from my past. I've." And then she's like, "I don't. Want, I'm. I gotta go home, Doctor. You, you guys can leave, but I'll see you soon." Setting up that this is a future person that we'll meet. Yeah. Um, but there's also other stuff with Claire in the episode. So yeah, we go back to them in the TARDIS. The Doctor's scanning her brain because 
she's confused about this thing was able to attack her and there's beef between Yaz and the doctor because Yaz is thinking the doctor is not opening up to her which the doctor has not done since the start of Jodie's run so I am mm. all for Yaz just slapping the doctor right now because the doctor's being an yeah. asshole like the doctor's just not talking to Yaz You're, this is your best mate you're my fam talk to her bro what's going on like mm. is, I don't know if this is them to, this is like the doctor still being shook about the timeless child stuff or if it's something new but the doctor's just not telling Yaz anything, and Yaz knows it, and he's pissing off Yaz. Um, I think it's just the doctor. I think it's just the idea that the doctor is mysterious more than anything else. Like the doctor has secrets. You know, rule one: the doctor lies, kind of thing. Just yeah, I think it's just general stuff. But I just think I just think no, because the this, this doctor just it's just been very closed off with Yaz. And if it's the doctor mm. always lies, the doctor would tell a lie. This doctor just went, I'm not telling you. <laughs> like, I'm just not going to mm. tell you anything. Don't worry about it, Yaz. And Yaz goes, what the fuck are you talking? Tell me something. Anything. The doctor doesn't tell her anything. Um, then they try to, they try to go um, and lift up the TARDIS. And they try to, they try to start activate his TARDIS, but his TARDIS won't fly. TARDIS is just like, I'm not moving anywhere. So they do a callback to David Tennant and they whack it with the mallet. Um, hey, that's... That yeah, I I wrote that down. I actually said that was a Peter Davison reference because the David Tennant reference is based off a Peter Davison reference. But it is the David but Tennant mallet. It is the David Tennant mallet. But what Peter Davison would do was would, he would whack the console and immediately everything would be fine. Like it, like it was like in almost every story, he'd just whack the console and suddenly whatever he was trying to do would work. Interesting. But yeah, it's a callback. I wrote that's kind of cheap. I didn't really like that. I was like. Eh. Oh, actually, I, I quite like that. Later on, I felt it was better. I didn't. I feel like if you didn't need this, if it just had like, especially in the like the the cliffhanger bit where they 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 whack it and then nothing happens, like you know that's with uh, with the vortex and stuff. I'll talk, we'll talk about when we get to that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember, uh, yeah. I, if it was just that, I would, I would have been like, that's cool because they did a they did a callback and the callback didn't work, which proves that like mm. the other doctors wouldn't have been able to fix the situation as well. That's would have been yeah. cool to me, but they just do a little wink to David Tennant's doctor. With the with the whack, yeah. um, and then there's more beef with Yaz and the Doctor. I wrote Yaz and the Doctor having beef. Characterization. Let's go. Um, I don't remember what they actually specifically say, but they start arguing again. I think it's Yaz being like, "No, this is it's a very it's a scene where it's like from the trailer where Yaz goes, um, something's wrong or something like that." Yaz is really going to the Doctor. I noticed something wrong. Tell me. And the Doctor goes, "It's fine, Yaz. It's all good." Mm. So then we go back to Claire. Claire's walking home. Yeah. yeah. And then randomly, <laughs> we see a weeping angel. Mm-hmm. At this point, I was like, what the fuck? Why is it just why randomly did, a weeping angel? Why did Stephen Moffat allow uh, weeping angels to be used? Like, what? It's just random. Is it, yeah. like, is it, because I feel like that's just, like, it's a setup that she's been, like, she's in the past. Right, because yeah. it's because it's not like the breaking necks weeping angels. It's to send you back to the past weeping angels. So it's they said they they do that, but I'm like, why can't you just have the character be set in the past? <laughs> like you don't have to have her be. It's another thing where it's like there's a lot of ex. Maybe, maybe she's in the Victorian times. Um, maybe she goes back to the Victorian people at the beginning. Like in like in the next few episodes, she might be in the 1800s. Yeah, but she wasn't from there. No, but like the doctor could like take her home at the end, but, but, but then like, but then if 
if you needed her in that time period? Couldn't you just? It really depends on what the, what the episode does. But wouldn't you just yeah, have her be yeah. in that time period? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, we don't know what she's gonna do yet. So that is true, and that is true. Um, and even angels don't care. That is also true. But also, where the fuck did they come from? Yeah. So didn't the doctor do like a whole thing where he wiped out like all the weeping angels? Was another story. Maybe yeah, it might have been. Uh... Like, wasn't the idea that the doctor like it didn't order with angels? Oh, I haven't watched it recently. Enough. Didn't order with angels go into the crack or something like that? No, that was just that, that was just the ships weeping angels. No, that wasn't all of them. Don't mind me. I'm just oh, speaking okay. shit. I'm speaking shit. Um, but yeah. Um, then we go. Um, yes, yeah, so the weeping angel just randomly appears. She, yeah, this Claire knows exactly what this is. Yeah, no, she, I I said that she she um she caught on too quickly. She she just said don't blink too quickly. I feel like Claire has seen the Weeping Angel before. Maybe. That is what my take is. And my take is that there's probably an episode in the past. No, there's probably an episode that's coming, which is in her past, where they met the Weeping Angel, which, so she knows what that is. Yeah. So, so she's met them before, so she knows what it is, but we haven't seen that yet because we're going to go to that point soon. In well, are we, we going to see like two versions of her then? That's again why I'm like, what the? Why did you have like, what's this? What is going on? It's like nine yeah. things I don't understand. Chip was just yeah. sh- chicken was just chip was just chucking shit at the wall and seeing what sticks. And I'm like, what's going on? But yeah, what it, a bitch. <laughs> 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 but yeah, the weeping angel's there. She's going to punch. She's like, I know what this is. She blink, no, no, she blink, and then it jumps away. She's like, okay, don't blink. Go back. Yeah. She's like trying to. And she had like very, she had very believable reasons to look away. Like at the time she looked away, it, yeah, it actually it was made smart. sense. She like looked away because she couldn't find the lock. Yeah. She couldn't. She couldn't find the lock, yeah. so she turned. It got closer. Okay, mm. I was trying to lock again. She dropped the keys. Yeah. Pick up the keys. I got a blink. Blinks. Okay, it's really close to me. I found the door. I've opened the door. I'm now face to face with the door in my hand. She she could have slammed the door closed, Chris. She could have just bang. She could have. That was what I was thinking. Like you could have just done that, and then she just lets the angel take her. Yeah, she like, after all that hard work. I literally, I literally wrote, um, uh, uh, where is it? Why did she blink and not just shut the door? <laughs> like, yeah, she yeah. Was just dumb, done. But she blinked, so she was sent back to the past. Um, and it's left with a shot of the weeping angel at the door, and the door just flinging open. And what's really cool is that they, they they kept the original idea that because we saw the weeping angel, the weeping angel didn't move. He didn't move. Yeah, I like that a lot. Good chibnal. Yeah. Good chibnal. <laughs> I like that. Um, then we cut to Vinda. This one I was like, yeah. what? There's a lot of shit going on here. There's yeah, a lot of I stuff did... happening. The, my initial thought was that he was lame. Like, I thought, I was expecting him to be this really cool guy, like a, a Han Solo type, a Captain Jack type. And he was kind of lame in comparison. Still a nice guy. He, he felt like a really shit Star Trek, like, 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 leader. Yeah. Like, like, this is Captain yeah. Picard. So this is Captain Linda on ship by himself. Oh my god, it's the Flux. <laughs> it's like... Yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, there's a, I wrote Vinda exclamation mark dot dot dot. There's a lot of jumping around. Hmm. Yeah. Then I wrote in all caps. There's like fifty threads at once. <laughs> this is where yeah. I was like, too much is happening. Like, if like I would have been like, okay, because there was a, there was a whole thing about like they had to cut two episodes of this, right? 
originally it was meant to be eight apparently and now it's six so i'm I'm coming to think that it's like maybe it's this disjunct and jumpy because a lot of the stuff wasn't meant to be set up until like the next episode or something like that because there is there is literally five different aliens in this episode right Mm -hmm. and then two new heroes no, three new heroes. No, or, or fam, or fam type people. Uh, Dan, Vinder, yeah. and Claire. Right, yeah. there's three people. There's a lot of stuff going on. There is, ugh, yeah. I'm. I was writing here like there's fifty friends at once. I don't know what the fuck is going on. I'm this. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I, this is where. This is where. This is where it started to dip for me, because I was like, there's just. It was. It, it was a good setup, but there's just so much going on here. I. Fi- it feels like someone like someone didn't say chipmo relax a second like this was making no mm. sense it 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 it's like i mean it kind of makes sense it kind of makes sense but only in the context that we don't know how it's going to end yet which is not good like like, like yeah no that's not a good thing like you like we cannot call him out on it not making sense because we haven't seen it he can just say oh you don't know how it ends yet but that is true it's, it, but we but we are supposed to to think, you know, oh, I know what's happening. Like I, I understood this episode and how it how it works. For me, it's more the fact that it feels like the setup is like it doesn't feel like it's actually setting up something. It feels like it's just the scene. Yeah, like so, like a scene with Vinda doesn't feel like it's actually setting up anything with Vinda. It's just setting up a scene. Going, this is Vinda. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Like it doesn't feel like like if it was Vinda like oh, Vinda sees the TARDIS flying and then Vinda's one of the people to help save the Doctor in the next episode. I'd be like oh okay, that's what they were setting up, right? Mm. But it just felt like they just they just boom. And people may be like, well they have to they have to introduce Vinda. Yeah, but it could have been it could have been more creative than Vinda doing a, yeah. a star log and then seeing the fucking flux. <laughs> like yeah. Um. But yeah, we go to the next bit where it's. They land on the. Was was kind of cool though. The, the 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 way that they disappeared was kind of cool in that scene with Vinda. Yeah. Yeah. I also liked. I actually liked the CGI for the flux. I think it looks pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it does look cool. And when it like rips planets, I was like, I was like, ah, this is where the budget went. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but like, uh, so yeah, we go back and it's it's Yaz and the Doctor just landed on the uh, Lupari ship, the Luparian ship. And Yaz and the Doctor are talking, and it's a scene where the Doctor's like, "You got this Yaz," and taps Yaz on the shoulder or something. I was, I literally wrote here, "Why is the Doctor being such an asshole to Yaz?" <laughs> like, yeah. I feel so sorry for Yaz. And Yaz is like, "Doctor, I just want you to open up, and we can do this together." And Yaz is, and the Doctor's just going, "No, your job is this. Goodbye." <laughs> it's like, oh my god, that's that's rude. Yeah, it, it was at this point where I said, um, "This is some of Chibnall's best work," but because it's the same cast as series 11 and like the same creative team behind it like the the directors and like the the editors and the camera operations and all all those kind of people it's still not very good like like it's best it's much better so it's, it's a much better script at least from this point at this point it was much better script but the the team because because it's still the same team as when he wasn't good then <laughs> Like it, it, it's still pretty awful overall. Yeah. Yikes from Chris. <laughs> Chris is 
ripping into Chibnall here. Oh my god. Um, but yeah, um, I kind of agree. Yeah. Um, I very much liked the, the first half of this. I think, it's, like, I would have like if they if they cut out they cut out like three of the storylines and really just like if they really talked about like the Doctor and Yaz and what they've done since leaving Ryan and Ryan and Graham, they really t- mm. they, they they started with that. Like, if they showed us the setup to being caught by the 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 the, the Lupari, um, and then doing everything they did, and then removing the stuff with the random flashbacks with, um. I don't know the the, the spiky people. I, can't, I don't know what any the scar of the the, the 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 crystal heads, right? If they oh, remove, yeah, yeah. If, they, if they move that to episode two, I think this would have flowed better. Um, but I digress. We move on. Uh, Yaz, it, was, it was it was a nice twist that the that the the Carvanista um is trying to. Why am I getting ahead? The, the Luparian. The, yeah, the Lupar the Lupari. Yeah, yeah, so this, that, that, that's fine. This is the this is the next thing I was about to say. Yeah, okay, yeah. It's kind of it's kind of cool that they that they like trying to save the humans. Uh, I thought that was flood. a nice. Bit. Yeah. So uh, the, do- the dog. What, what I did, what I didn't understand initially, I thought that I didn't realize that the dog man thing was called Carbonista. I thought he was a Carbonista. Uh, I didn't realize he was Lupari. So I thought he was saving Dan from the Lupari initially. I see how I see how that's confusing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but the scene we're talking about is the doctor after landing with Yaz. Yaz goes. The the plan was the doctor goes to talk to Dudupari, and Yaz goes to free Dan. So mm. we see the doctor going to talk to Dudupari. The doctor uses something right, to, to to stop the ship and to stop the gun Dudupari has from working. This is when it's revealed that the Dudupari was actually saving Dan from the flux, mm. and all of the Luparian ships that the doctor saw on the laptop screen are actually other teams coming to save their own humans as well yeah. each ship has one human and it's about the fleet is about the size of the human race it, it was seven billion ships so that's like pretty much one for every every one ship for every yeah yeah, one so, yeah. For every ship, the idea yeah. was the idea was they were gonna save save the um the save everyone the humans and then fly away i don't know how because the, the, the flux yeah, is still we, coming for them this recording may have to end early if the Lupari are gonna come and guess us. Yeah, I know, right? It's crazy. <laughs> Fucking Lupari. <laughs> God damn it. But yeah. Um yeah, so this is what it revealed that the flux is this like cloud that just eats everything yeah. in its path. Just it eats. it, it destroys it like it can change like all the particles in the universe. Like it can change it at like an atomic uh, at an atomic level, um, so like everything could be completely different. Which makes me think this is linked with the crystal people because they can just atomize people at will. Just, <sighs> I think it's the same power. Yeah, um, but on a grand it must scale. Be, surely. If like, it... why would you introduce two things so similar? Yeah, I agree. Um, so well, again, let's chip also. <laughs> Timeless child. Um, but yeah, um, then after this, it's just a lot of. Sorry, um, but, but while while they were explaining explaining the flux, I couldn't tell if Chibnall was trying to make a joke that flux sounds like the f word. I felt like I that was true. 
I felt like that was I really can that thing. He was he was like, I don't I don't care about the flux. What the fl- what's the flux? And like I was like, <laughs> what the flux? I was like, oh my god, he's trying to say fuck. Thank god damn it, Chibnall. Um There was a lot of talk at this point, a lot of expedition and setup. I actually just wrote there's a lot of expedition and setup because I really tune out at this point. Again, on the rewatch I'll probably listen to what they said. Interesting, because by this point I was actually like hooked on it. Because really? when we were at the start, I wasn't interested at all. Like from, from the end of the cold open, I wasn't interested. But by this point, I was, I was sitting up straight, you know, on the edge of my seat. I haven't been like that since the Saranga conundrum. The, Sang- the Saranga conundrum just ruined this era for me, and now I'm back on board. I honestly feel like I the ending for, for me it started off well, and then mm. the point where I lost it is when because uh, it should have just been them saying the flux eats everything and then we move on to the next bit right that's all you need to say but they kept on going i was like I, mm. why are you still talking what's going on yeah that's probably, what probably me... right. it's probably because there's aren't enough episodes to really explain it all so i've had to like combine scenes together i feel i think that's the reason because they just felt like it was drifting on at this point but then um they're having a conversation and outcome like they're talking about like the humans need to be saved. And then Dan goes, I don't need to be saved. And oh, then yeah. Then all the power comes on. And the guy, the big Luparian's like, well, he's my human. I've got to save him. And the doctor's like, well, no. And they run um, this, into yeah. the TARDIS. And this is where, again, the TARDIS changed. Now the door is on the floor and I have to literally climb into it. Um, mm. So something's going on with the TARDIS. The TARDIS is going really crazy. Um, there's a funny line said by Dan here where they explain what the TARDIS is. The is like, this is a TARDIS. Uh, uh, mm. and, and then and and then and then um, Dan goes, "Oh, my mate has one of these. His was bigger." And I laughed so hard. I was like, "Oh my god, this guy is so funny. This guy is so funny." Why was the Why was the outside door on the inside? I don't know. The TARDIS be the TARDIS messed up, bro. Yeah, but like the inside of the TARDIS and the outside of the TARDIS are two different dimensions. If something's going on with the inside, it's not going to affect the outside of it. <laughs> I think it was just cool design. <laughs> just just cool design. It was like, it looks cool. Yeah, it went from the outside to the outside, even though there is that physical box space that exists now in, in this new TARDIS. I get like, what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's just a, they didn't want to have like a bit that comes out for them to be in. Maybe that was like awkward to do for the set. Um, but yeah, that, 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 they cut. But then we cut to. Sontaha, Sontaha. We see the Sontarans. Sontaha, Sontaha. We see the Sontarans in their new like grey, and I like the design. Yeah, no, it's it's based off um Kasaku design. Yeah, I like. They were never supposed to be dark blue. The the reason I like the design is they're taller now, but they're not. They're not that much taller. They are. They're like. They're like. They're like. Five foot five. Yeah, but then again, the the it's they're in their own space. Like the one we saw is in, is in his own spaceship, so it's designed yeah, to yeah, suit. Yeah, his yeah, height. You probably can't. You, can, you probably can't see him compared to the other ones. But it's it's he. They look cool. The face, the face modeling thing looks cooler because it actually looks yeah. like a face other than prosthetic. Like it actually looks yeah. like it's the person's 
face and you can see some of the emotions in the eyes and the mouth a lot better. Yeah, like, um, it, it's not so bad in the Sataran 2 parter in Series 4, but Strax really does look fake sometimes with the with the prospect with the prosthetics because he doesn't turn his head he has to like turn his body like yeah yeah and he looks like a fucking penguin um a potato penguin but like yeah Yeah. um i like the design of the sometimes this this one's much better but again Um, the 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 thing that that the sometimes were just using this episode to is to establish that the sometimes are running away from the flux mm. or or as i think what they called called called, called it the catalyst um yeah they just sort of seem to be there, just like, oh, the Centaurans happened to be here because I, yeah. the Flux is affecting yeah. everyone. And I feel like it, they could have just had this in a second episode. Yeah. I don't need to see yeah. Centaurans here. Um, I mean, what, what, what they could have done, which would have been interesting, is introduce Strax in the Victorian setting. Because we know Strax is in the Victorian setting. And then he he goes and like lets the other Centaurans know, oh, the Flux is coming, be careful. Like, cool, that but that would have that 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 caused a paradox. I guess. Because we've seen Stratus history, but I would have changed Stratus history, you know? I guess so. Which is why you don't normally see like them go back on stuff they've already established. Ship and all. Yeah. Time is child. Anyways. <laughs> um, yeah. Then we see the Doctor is showing... Um, the other kind of like opens up and sh- and shows the universe being nothing, but it's all the stars and all the the the, the floating bits of the universe. And then Dan's like, this it is looked nothing. as if there was too much. They, they were on the edge of our, our solar system. They looked like there was a bit too much stuff. They wanted it there. to look pretty. Um, yeah, and then that's when Dan says a line like, "This is nothing. But, this looks like a lot." Yeah, I mean. It it looked a bit empty, but it it still there was still like stuff in the background which. It was like some stuff were a bit too big. We would we would be able to see them. Mm. Um, this is where yeah. Yaz explains that the reason they're able to breathe is because the TARDIS has a a an oxygen bubble, which is cool. Yeah, I was, I was trying to think when was the last time they actually said that. It was probably um, it was. It feel, I feel like it was a Matt Smith episode. Probably I, I feel like it was series five. Like when you're talking to Amy in one of like the like you know when they did like the little mini videos. Beast for, it, beast no, no, like between he... those, between like when he did like the little oh, mini videos yeah. between those. It was the mini episode, yeah. When he when he looks up her dress. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, that's your mother-in-law. Anyways, <laughs> the doctor sees the flux just eating planets and stars, and the doctor somehow has this like force ability to feel. The flux, it like zooms into her eye and she sees the flux and feels the flux and literally says, Yeah, the flux is breaking the laws of time and space. I can feel it like eating the universe, right? And yeah. not just like scared shitless. This is when we cut mm. randomly to the the, the, the spiky, oh, dude. yeah. And he she, goes, she, got, she, she disappeared somewhere, she went somewhere, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I I thought initially that she had, she had been like they'd all been swallowed up by the flux, and this is where they go. That'd have been cool. Yeah, like the flux is a teleportation to like a, another universe. Yeah, or, parallel... or like this inside the cloud, like parallel yeah. universe, and you see Rose there going, "Doctor," it's like, "No, Rose, not again." <laughs> um, it's got like Pete, Pete there. 
Um, Ricky, Ricky, you just got like Ricky's gravestone. Because <laughs> <laughs> no clock is cancelled. Um, but yeah, the do- so then the, 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 the crystal dude goes to the doctor and goes, he basically reveals that he knows the doctor, mm. they're old enemies. But then the doctor reveals that, that, that she doesn't know them. Which is again, Chibnall, curf- yeah. like, it's Chibnall looking at the camera going, the timeless child is canon. Okay, it's canon. It's canon. So this is or, or, he, or he's trying to be really clever and saying, Oh, it's it you know, this is the villain this is like one of the villains from this series, but after they were the villain. If that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, but I think that's too smart for Jim. <laughs> yeah. I think I think he's clever enough to have the idea. I don't think he's clever enough to see it through. Yeah. I get you talking about. So yeah, and hopefully it isn't that. Because what? Because because what? It's, I feel like it sets up is the fact that the, the the doctor and and this guy. I need to really learn his name. I feel like it's signifying that this is set before the first doctor. So someone that the doctor has known before the first doctor, right? Yeah. Which is why the doctor doesn't remember. Like it's either that or or they've met in an incarnation. Like like I don't know, between a series and a big finish audio podcast it's just a random part yeah. where they've met and they just scrubbed it from the doctor's mind those are the two things yeah. i can see being um i think it's mm. the first option because it's already been set up with the fact that there's been doctors before the first doctor with yeah. the timeless child so it's probably Shimmer going this is one of the villains before then that the doctor doesn't remember and the series is probably going to be us finding out who that is and this is where mm. my theory comes in which i was about earlier on i think they are a time lord right Oh, okay, right. And I think either, right, which is a really shitty one, but I'm like, this is this could be a cop out. It's just the master, right? That could literally just be it. It's yeah, just the, it master. Could be the master. There is a version of the master who is a skeleton. There, or what I also think it could be is the two of them, the 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 guy crystal and the girl crystal. They're both time lords, and then the doctor's parents. Oh, uh, family tap troubles. Family troubles. Uh, Who knows? Uh, Those are the two things. This is what I was talking about. That one I can see Chibnall writing, but I'm like, I can see Chibnall going. These are the doctor's parents, and I'm like, oh, oh no. That's what <laughs> I, I think it is. I know the doctor's parents. The doctor grew up in an orphanage, for goodness' sake. This is what I. This is what I think, and this is what I'm gonna have until we finish this series, right? And if I'm correct, Chris. I don't know what we're going to do, but that's my <laughs> prediction, right? Chris, who do you predict are these two people? Do you have a prediction? Any? Do you, have, do you even have a prediction? I, I, I just think that they're new characters. They're I just, new. yeah. But yeah, I honestly would like if that guy was the master. Imagine if yeah. like the master and Missy. <laughs> Goodness, <laughs> not again. Guess he's back. Back again. <laughs> Missy's back. <laughs> Oh, like, they could, I, I can see like Tibnal being sort of you know really witty and being like, um, like using the word we when it's really supposed to be I. Oh no, <laughs> Chris! It's the same person. Don't give my dears, Chris. Don't don't give. You know what? You know our plan, Chris. Don't give my dears. Don't give my dears, Chris. I'm not referring to that. I was just referring to like multi <laughs> Yeah, but don't give my dears, Chris. Don't give my dears. He got some torrents, Chris. He's gonna take. It. He's gonna take it, Chris. Ah! I'm gonna cut that out. 
definitely. Um. So yeah, we go. We go to after that, but I think it's. I think it's a time lord. And um, we go to later on in the episode. Um. They cut. They cut back, and the doctor's like, "We're fucked, right? The universe is about to die, right?" Mm. And Dan goes, "Wait, if Earth is gone, oh no, I missed my date." And it cuts back yeah. to I Dan. Mean, yeah. Just a harsh cut as well. Like, yeah. It doesn't fit at all. Diane's just standing there like, okay, so he's not here. And then you hear the voice of the Lady Crystal Woman. She's like, Diane, come inside the building, Diane. Diane's like, I'm not going inside the building. That's crazy. Then she forces her with her power to walk towards the light. Yeah. And then we see Diane go through the light door, which is interesting. Yeah. She has mind control powers. I hate that. I love and hate the bit. Oh, I mostly hate the bit where she like talks to herself and says like why am i walking because like her sentence is all right it's like you know it, it says all right like um i don't remember what it was Stop but i remember man. being all right. the second one was like why am i walking i don't want to be walking <laughs> it was like far too on the it's nose a of, it's another thing with chipman where like he shows something and we, we figure it out and then he tells us right after going this is what you should yeah. like you should have figured out I was like just let me figure it out yeah like, but then again, to be fair, it is quite difficult to to show someone walking when they don't want to walk. But like, I instantly knew that that's what was happening when she said, "Yeah." But but, but when you're writing the script, you don't know how that's going to come across. Well, I mean, yeah, well, you can take it out when you're filming it, but like, but, you, but that's when you're writing the action. Unwillingly walks towards the door. That's how you know that's what's happening. You wrote in the script, unwillingly walks towards the door. Yeah, like, like you don't know how that's going to look on screen. It's not your you first, that's not your fault. That's the director's job. <laughs> that's not your job. That's a good point. It's not your job. <laughs> like... that's, that's a good point. So, the Doctor touches a plan that all 7 billion or whatever Lupari ships should use their force shield thing that they have on their ships mm. that the Doctor struggled to fly through when trying to land on the Lupari ship originally. They should use all of their ships and cover the Earth, right? Mm. They do it, and apparently it works in in helping shield the planet Earth from the flux. But mm. on the outside of that like shield is guess who? The TARDIS crew, Team TARDIS. Mm. The TARDIS on the outside, and they're like, "You got to get here and get inside the shield, or you're gonna die." This is where we get given our cliffhanger. The flux is flying towards the TARDIS. The TARDIS shuts down just before the TARDIS is about to get into the into in, into the 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 the, the, the the, the shield right so the doctor goes you know what i want you flux to meet vortex energy and gets the mallet from early in the episode and smashes a hole into the tardis the yeah. vortex energy comes out like a fucking kamehameha from dragon ball right it's coming out the tardis the flux just eats it it just eats it up and that's why we lift the cliffhanger with the doctor going if this is how the universe um ends oh interesting i uh, can't wait to see Oh, I have so much to say about that. So just like just before that, that, that whole bit started, I think I was just at the start of that scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote down, if you like, whatever's going on, if you could change all the particles in the universe, i.e., the flux, would you do this? No. <laughs> Like, would this be, like, your plan if you could do this? And then I wrote, um, the Lupari Battalion blockade is done. The Flux can change every particle in, particle in the universe. <laughs> That's also and true. Then, 
And then I wrote, "Why would Vortex Energy do anything to Flux? It contains every, it contains every particle in the universe." <laughs> it's so true. He sort of the idea that like this thing is is the idea that, like you you have this rise of stakes, right? So we're gonna is Chibnall going? We're gonna have a monster which is unstoppable. So we're gonna have a yeah. of Flux, which literally changes the part like the molecular level of everything but, in the universe but, but, but you've already won like you don't need to have an elaborate an, an elaborate plan for that you can just be like oh the universe is how i want it to be now it's like thanos thanos goes yeah reality is what i want it to be change that's this was like the, the flux goes i want you um atom of earth to be nothing <laughs> yeah Ooh. so the fact that like these shield things which the tardis which is an, a living thing struggle to go through it makes no sense that the things that change matter itself like it's gonna change that it's not gonna try fright it's just gonna change it mm. it's, it's it's like it's like chibnall's imagining it like a, an unstoppable force meets an immovable object right that's what chibnall's imagining is happening right yeah. but what's happening it's a piece of paper meeting scissors like it's just i don't like i could just cut you up bro it's nothing's gonna happen here like what's going on like, it's, it's just, <sighs> that's the first episode of Doctor the chapter one. Yeah. Right. Oh. Um, it was so good until the end. I really like to start with the cold open and to start with the mm. black screen. I think that was really cool. It, it, I like the idea that like it started up, up it started up upwards and then it reveals that they're upside down. I like when films and everything always does that. It's a really cool shot. I loved What's going on with Yaz and the Doctor? I hope it actually has a payoff. Um, I like Dan. I actually think he's really funny. I don't think John Bishop is a great actor, but his humor makes up for yeah. it. Like he's just really funny. Um, the Lupari is pretty annoying. <laughs> like I don't like the Lupari. The joke yeah. is it's a dog, and I'm like, okay, yeah, well, whatever. Um, Vindo didn't need to be in this episode. Centaurus didn't need to yeah. be in this episode. Um, and that's pretty much it. I feel sorry for Diane, uh, and um, I and, uh, I'm I'm looking forward to the next episode, mm. but not because I want to like not because I'm like oh my god I need to see him, but just because I want more stuff to make sense. I'm watching yeah. the episode to see it makes sense, not because I want to watch the next episode. Yeah. So I give this first episode, as I've said, a six out of ten. I'm I'm pretty much I've got pretty much the same views as you like pretty much everything you said there. I liked the beginning of the cold open with the you know the black screen and the and the you know upside down bit. By the end of the cold open, there was too much exposition. Um, they should have gone and and done a, a flashback of some sort to explain it all. Um, Dan's cool. Um, he's all right. He's not not the best actor, but he's funny. Um, yeah did this have to be, did this actually have to be on Halloween in the end no like they kept making a point of that um with the trick or treat thing but they didn't actually need to be Halloween hmm it it just um, they didn't need to yeah I think I think this I would say that this is like Chibnall's one of, like this is one of Chibnall's best scripts, but one of Chibnall's worst stories. So like it's written well, 
but it's just not a good story to you know to make good. Um, and that ending was just so awful. Um, I want to find out what happens with that woman Claire, like, um, you know, why like if she's just been taken back to the past. How does she know the doctor from her past? Like, yeah. And then, um, yeah. I'm I'm going to give it a four to start with. But it's, you know, it, it's the only way I can balance out a seven and then suddenly a zero at the end. So, yeah, a four. Hmm. Well, thank you guys for listening to this Doctor Who After Show. Um, thank you for listening to episode one of the Doctor Why podcast. Um, we'll be back next week, obviously, for episode two, War on the Sontarans, written by Chris Chibnall and directed by the same person, Jamie Magnus Stone. Uh, we'll see you guys next time. Goodbye, Chris. Bye, Chris. Bye, Chris.